When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello guys, it's Wingman Barney from datingwebsitecupid.com. Last time we talked about how to write a great online message. What's next? How do you finally ask her out? Well, write a few more messages back and forth, keeping it fairly short, but interesting and playful. Women love playful, but also show you have some depth by asking meaningful questions. Two, avoid asking questions such as, how was your day? And what are you up to? Sure, you can ask those questions sometimes, but not always. Mix in some quirky questions like, tell me a secret that you'd never tell your mother about. 3. After sending a few messages back and forth to build up a connection and trust, ask for her number or ask to meet up for a coffee. Coffees are perfect as there's no pressure. And you should meet up fairly soon because otherwise you may build up a picture of each other that isn't true and you may both end up disappointed. That's it, guys. Just use these easy tips and you will succeed. I'm Wingman Barney from Cupid.com. Register at Cupid.com, use your personal promo code ASKWOMEN to get a 50% discount and get the dates you want. Hey guys, welcome back to the Ask Women Podcast. Kristen is kind of away again. She's going to be on the phone with us walking through the streets of New York, um, but she'll be on very shortly. First, I want to introduce our guests for the show. We have Red Dodge in studio, who is gorgeous and has complimented me like four times, so I'm going to keep her here for four more hours. I'm never leaving. <laughs> yeah, she's never leaving, <laughs> but she is a makeup artist, but more so, she's gorgeous, great personality. And is a nerd, and she like loves gaming and Star Wars and all of these things that so many guys are afraid to talk about with women out of fear that it's going to potentially turn them off, which I want to get to in a second. But Absolutely. I also want to introduce our other guest, who is Christian Hudson. Actually, I'm going to let you introduce yourself because oh, you've been geez, on the show before. Louise. I have been on the show before. And yeah. it's such a pleasure to be here again. Such a pleasure um, to have what you. What would I even say? What would I, I even say about myself? That you're awesome and wonderful and you you coach men around the world yeah, that's, on how that's all to true. be men of integrity. Thank you. I think that's all true. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's all true. I hope it's all true. But there's it more. Is. There is more. There is more. Um, what else is there? I'm putting a copywriting course together right now. I'm going to be traveling the world for nine months in a week or two or three. Or, I don't know. It's Everything's blurring together right no, now. No, but I love everything's that. Everything's just crazy. By the way, are we allowed to swear on this? Yes. If I said, yeah, if I said like, it's fucking crazy, that's yeah. okay. Okay, cool. No, it's the fucking thing, crazy. The thing that I really like about you is that I've known you for 10 years, and you continue to grow and educate yourself and better yourself. You're always somebody who is learning something well, thank new. Thank you. It was that or the Homer Simpson route. Right. And as compelling as a role model as Homer Don't is. Don't knock it, Red. Red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Homer. Don't take me wrong. I was just talking with a friend about this, how Homer was like a role model for our generation. Like Homer, what? Al Bundy. Well, listen, if you grew up, so, so when I was in, in uh, middle school, I grew up watching The Simpsons. Me too. And so my dominant two male role models were like Wait, Homer and my model? dad. Well, let's say models of male behavior, not okay. intentional models, right. but like my two dominant models of male behavior were Homer and my dad, because those were the two men who I, you know, interacted with right. ostensibly the most. And thank God my dad was such a great man that he could counter counteract the uh, effects of 
Homer's buffoonery. Well, what kind of man was your father then? Like, what did you see from him? Complete integrity. You know, it was interesting. Years ago, we were sitting around the dinner table as a family dinner, and he, uh, we were all talking about. what is the one uh, personality trait or character trait that you think is most important? And he said, um, he said it wasn't hard work, but um, it was something along those lines, like um, like like disciplined or hard work or. Um, uh, it, it, but that was his character. He always he, he woke up every morning. He went into work. He did it for our family. He was home at six six thirty every night to have dinner with us. And he was so committed to creating an amazing life for us that um, you know I think that just seeped into me. And and it, it wasn't in a servitude sort of way. It was just in a I'm gonna fucking take care of this and and make my family right. So getting to see that and be around that every day. I mean I you know when you're younger when you're a teenager you're like ah mom and dad fuck it, but. But now Good you God, yeah, it. now that you're an adult, it's like, holy shit, that was amazing to grow up with. So yeah. thanks for giving me the chance to, to share that about him. He's yeah. an amazing man. Of course. Well, tell him to listen to this episode so he can hear <laughs> yeah. you say those Hey, Dad, check things. out Playboy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Check out the Ask Win Pond. Yeah, exactly. No offense exactly. to Playboy, Trisha. I'm not knocking it. Not knocking it, but this is our show. Uh, but, Red, I yes. wanted to talk to you a bit more about like the things that you are into and love. Because as I said before, so many guys will say, well, I'm into like – video games and I'm into uh, Star Wars, but I can't talk about that with women. Is that a true thing? No, like- absolutely not. And I'm, um, I actually binged, listened to a lot of your podcasts. Oh, earlier, wow. Um, because it, it kind of enlightened me as well as I know that the majority of your listeners are men. Um, but it did um, enlighten me as far as uh, approaching your relationships as not necessarily a business deal, but um, you know, doing your research, doing your homework, figuring out one, what you want in yourself, and then looking for a partner that ma- matches that or echoes that. Mm-hmm. So these men who say, oh, I like video games or I like to do cosplay or LARPing or anything like that. I can't find women. Well, you're not looking in the right spot. You can't go to a bar and want a girl to put on a Star Wars costume yeah, at home. Yeah, hold you. up a sign saying LARPers. Exactly. Like, yeah. So you go to a Comic Con and find those women. And I've met, you know, a, a ton of really great, interesting men at Comic Cons who want a woman to dress up as the slave Leia or a stormtrooper in bed. Those are the places you go to look for. And, and there's I thousands and there's thousands of people. Millions. Guys, can I just millions. ask what LARPing is? It sounds so it's dirty. It's live action role play. Oh. <laughs> have you seen on Entourage when they have like those? Um, <laughs> Suit, uh, the costumes that they put on. No, no. no. I, I'm it was sorry, a really I missed, good episode. You might but see like um, World War II. So it's not too dirty. Like no, not dirty. Could it be? It could definitely be dirty. Live action role play sounds like it has all sorts of potential. <laughs> Don't they all? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds fun. Why not? You did it when you were a little kid. Why wouldn't you want to do it now? It I'm still a little awesome. kid, so I yeah. still want to be doing that. Yeah, but that's that. That is the point that's there. Like you, the, it's not about like highlighting things that are negatives about you. It's mm-hmm. about owning. The things about you and figuring out why they're awesome. And yeah. usually they're awesome because you like them. Yeah. And you, they're interesting to you. And opening your mouth and talking <laughs> exactly. about why you're passionate about it, that's really fucking interesting. And yeah. that's the information that needs to be shared. I'm going to bring Kristen on with us. Is she there? Hey. Oh, hello. How's New York? Hey. Um, well, I'm in New Hampshire, but just I'm sure. Okay. Well, how's New Hampshire? It's awesome. Today's a little cloudy, but I'm on the beach and um, just hanging with my mom and dad. Oh, that's so nice. We're partying clearly. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. You sound very enthused. Yeah. We have uh, Christian yeah. in studio. And we have Red Dodge in studio. Hello. And we've been talking about men of integrity, and then also. Are you? Is the show started? Yeah, it started. Yeah. This is. We, oh, we just, we're on. Yeah, hey. we we throw you in the mix. I hate our list. 
Good thing I didn't say I hate our listeners. Why do they listen? Right, exactly. Um, but but Red was talking about like just owning who you are because she is somebody that's very into gaming and Star Wars and all like the nerdy fun things that guys think are just inappropriate uh, to talk about. And I wanted to ask you, have you noticed yourself um, sort of figuring out how to better present yourself on your dates that you're on and really starting to own who you are? Because I know you were talking about before how, not that it was a bit of a challenge, but you were holding back a bit on some of your dates. Yeah, well, actually today, um, so I went, uh, my mom and I went to this like really, really old cemetery and I was just thinking maybe I shouldn't post this on Instagram because, you know, people think this of me of like, I'm a weirdo going to a cemetery and like posting pictures of it. But then I really had that moment. And so I went in my head, no, I think cemeteries are freaking cool. And I'm going to post a little Instagram story of being at the cemetery. So I think like, um, I'm at, I'm 33 years old and I think I'm still struggling at being comfortable with who I am, but I feel proud when I am who I am. So, um, awesome. if I was on a date, I wouldn't be like, um, necessarily jumping into the fact that like death intrigues me. It's like, I watch a lot of murder shows, but maybe I would if I felt like the right vibe from that person. But eventually if I hung out with that person two, three, four more times, then I'd be like, Oh, I watch everything about murder and I'm fascinated with like corpses and then i mean this is not i've never really mentioned this on the show before and i'm not that no but you talk about death a lot and like but... wanting to kill people so <laughs> it is in line yeah, with i mean you. yeah obviously so um yeah well, plus I if you that... added j- just to just throw something out there if you added like a robert frost quote to that instagram post i mean now you're getting like existential and really deep and, yeah. and certainly some you know man of of great literary See, i would add be, boobs like, i would add boobs to the post <laughs> ah that's a, that's a real, light real, it up. real juxtaposition of themes there like yeah. boobs yeah. and great but she's saying that represents who she is Fair. where it would be funny with a cemetery so it's like this is who i am <laughs> right. i like death and making fun I'm of it i'm just not sure where the boobs fit like do you draw them on the grave with like the snapchat like little thingy. Well, I actually, I actually, if you guys, I mean, this comes out late, but if you guys listening to or in the studio want to actually look at my Snapchat right now, I have on Snapchat going through a cemetery, and on it, I have pictures of like, um, I have like TBT for Throwback Thursday, and um, like a little picture of a fake grave, and then like, it's, like all these little like goofy things that say like game over. Oh yeah, it says game over. So like, I put little silly things on there because. For me, who I am is someone who's I'm into these kind of like darker things, but then I always think humor is really important. So I'll add that element, and that if that weirds out or isn't hitting the funny button of the right person, then it weeds out those people that aren't supposed to be in your life anyway. Exactly. So, who um, are you in New Hampshire? Like, You're like this insightful, <laughs> really. Well, like, it's very dreary here. It's very dreary and cloudy. So in California, I don't normally. Have all these I thoughts, more this shallow. clarity? I'm shallow in California. No, I'm more shallow in California. Gotcha. A little bit more down the, to earth. The next step is clearly to head off to a shack in the woods a la yeah. Thoreau and, and just take a journal and, and see what comes out of it. And maybe you'll cool. find out that men She's aren't even your thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> she might start wanting to kill some people. <laughs> Yeah, how do you tell men that you're not? That's not they're not your thing. But when you date, want to date them? I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Um, Red, I wanted to ask you: Are you dating now? Um, no, no. <laughs> are you not dating now? I am purposely not dating at the moment. Interesting. Um, Why? Um, uh, 
just want to enjoy my life right now. I'm doing a lot of traveling. Um, I'm doing 10 countries this year alone. Oh, my God. And um, yeah, and I've never traveled before. I was in a 10-year marriage beforehand and didn't actually get to see the world. So now I'm enjoying myself. And I have a dog who I spoil rotten. And um, he has his own Instagram, actually. But he also does Star Wars cosplay. So he and I are traveling around uh, the world together. Really? We'll um, I... bump into Christian. Like. <laughs> yeah, where, where are you going? Um, well, I just did two weeks in Cosmo. Just go on... to the nearest grave <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll keep you in mind when i do that <laughs> um i did cozumel for a couple of weeks i'll be doing hawaii twice um which i did last year and i absolutely loved i just booked japan and i have australia coming up in three more weeks and a trip to barcelona and a trip to london still left to do yes and what what are you doing this for just because you weren't able just because to i wasn't it? able to yeah so i just bought a ticket and i'm just gonna go why weren't you able to? Um, you know, working, you know, two jobs for a man, taking care of him, and gotcha. Uh, that's a whole nother long another story. story. But so yeah. you're taking a break to get back in touch yeah, with you to figure out what I really want, and uh, honestly, just to spoil myself because I've never been able to do it before. So, um, doing all the things I want to be able to do, spending time with family and friends, and um, taking my dog along. I mean, he's getting a little older, so I want to. Spoil him as much as I can Big before dog, I lose little him. dog. He's a German Shepherd Bloodhound oh, mix. Oh man! Yes, mm. Bark Vader. He's adorable. Oh, my God, you really are. That's crazy. How do you fly this dog of the size? Um, he doesn't do any of my international trips with me, but he does all of my road trips with me. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, cool. Interesting. My yeah. son would love you. He's very into Darth Vader right now. He has like a like a what is it called? Like lightsaber. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. That's all he says. So That's all guys, I can say. So you but. guys are. T- I'm just going to jump in because I'm not totally exactly sure um, what you guys are in studio or not what or yeah. who you are, your people. Um, so you're uh, into cosplay. And, yes, absolutely. Good um, girl. So, She's learning on the show. <laughs> well, no, I know what that is. Actually, I'm lucky I don't have to ask. Um, but what She's wearing a Furby costume right be, now. <laughs> are you in costume right now or are you regular? No, I was talking about you. <laughs> No, I know, but her. I'm really curious. No, she's gorgeous. Not that, not that like a costume wouldn't make her gorgeous too, but she's wearing like a tight black dress, like high heels. Okay, so you're not in costume right now. Not no. at this exact moment. I was earlier. So, so we're talking about when to present things that make you you that other people might judge. When do you think it's too far to go in something that you're into? Like, so you're into cosplay. Mm-hmm. Is there any moment in time where you think this might be too far for somebody else and it's not like... For me, when no. do you bring that up? Um, my my cosplay generally comes out on my first my first date, and I have been on a couple dates just recently, but um, not that I want anything serious. So I'm just you know xing out of that. But um, I generally let all that stuff out on my first date, not necessarily let all the crazy out, but just say you know these are the five points that are important to me as far as you know religion, politics, Star Wars, you know equal rights. Child rights, dog rights, Ugh. and yeah, get all of it out right now. <laughs> and then if they don't reciprocate my sentiment, then I know that I'm not wasting any more time. I'm not going to go on several more dates or even you know spend six or eight months with somebody and then realize, oh, you are you know a crazy Jewish man, or uh, I actually spent a lot of time with someone a couple of years ago and realized that they were a Scientologist when they tricked me into going to their church. Really? So yeah, all the crazy comes out first. These are, you know, the five important things to me. And if you don't agree, then you don't. And I don't necessarily need a man to do cosplay with me. But having right. seen, you know, knowing what the Marvel comic books are, the, what Star Wars is, having some kind of level That's of awesome. nerdum or at least appreciation for it is a requirement. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, Kristen, you were going to ask something. 
Well, I don't even know really exactly what I'm asking. Basically, what I'm trying trying to communicate is, is there a point if you're into something, say, like cosplay or a man who likes, not that this is the same at all, but like a man who likes to dress up as a woman and, you know, in his home, is there a point when it's like that you're... No, but there are things. There are things other. that some people may want to hold back because they think that they may be sticking no, points I, for other people. I know, yes. I know. But yeah. what I'm trying to ask, is there a point in time where it might be too much? Like the guy likes to wear his... his women's clothes clothing when he's home but is there a point when your significant other could say okay i get it this is what you're into but like now it's like six days a week that you're doing this Um, is there a point where it's like too much you know what i mean for your partner and is it okay for your partner to be like ah i'm i'm into it and i like that you do it once once a week but like this is too frequent uh, absolutely. You know, I would love to, to hear my partner say that, to let me know, hey, when we first started dating, you only did this two or three times a week, and now it's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Absolutely, because I'd like that relationship to be open both ways as far as communication goes. Uh, but I'm an open book. That how much I cosplay will come out in the first couple of dates. And again, you know, I cosplay on the weekends. I am part of a charity group that dresses in cosplay for our charitable functions. So I'm in a Stormtrooper outfit several times a month. So those are things that are going to come out on my first date. And if someone says, hey, once a month is fine, but three or four times a month is too much, that's not someone I'm going to be spending my time with. Yeah, and I think this right, is one of those right, things right. where, uh, again, it, it it depends on is this an interest or is this a lifestyle thing. Um, I think you know this. My ex-girlfriend was yeah. a very conservative Christian. Mm-hmm. And that came out right away. I knew it's going in. And uh, her Christianity sort of accelerated as our relationship progressed. And, and there were... You know, it started off with church, and I was like, oh, I go to church now and again. And then it became every week, and then it became Bible study, and then it was like praying in the morning when, when she woke up. And then uh, there. What it, were you doing to her to make her? Like, yeah, wanna, well, get rid of all these sins. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, well, she was already deeply no, Christian okay. when we met, but um, but yeah, but you're asking some very private questions there, Marty. <laughs> um, I know we're on Playboy Radio, but uh, God has no jurisdiction here, so <laughs> I have to be careful with what I say. Um, and, uh, you know, and it got to the point where we, it was really interesting. I remember we, we were going to go see Coldplay, and, um, and I, I would sing in the car to Coldplay songs, just, you know, sing out loud or whatever. And then when we'd go to church, I wouldn't sing. And I was like, I just can't get into it. Like, I don't, and it was a good church. They had a good band, but I just couldn't fucking sing. And she brought it up to me. She's like, I don't understand why you can sing Coldplay, but you can't sing Jesus songs. I was like, well, it's, it's because not. it's Coldplay. <laughs> it's Coldplay. Yeah. Anyway, hey, you know what? Some of these modern Christian rock bands have uh, really modeled some of Coldplay's songs. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the, you know, the, the new style of music. So, um, but, but we got to this point where it was like, it was like, you know what? This is not in my heart. And, and if, it's, if something is that important to someone that it's in their heart, that it's not just a, a part of their life, but it's, 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 so, um, it, it's so much a part of who they are, um, you, you know, you really can't compromise on that and you can't like, like back into it, uh, you know, in a relationship, like you can't work, work around it. We tried and we tried and, and we just didn't. And, um, and so that was that. And I think that, you know, so there's different degrees here, right? There, there's, uh, you know, if you go to cosplay once or twice a month, then it, you know, that, that can work. If this is a part of your life, that's another thing. And then if, if like something's in your heart and, and that's just who you fucking are, um, like no, no sense in trying so to change should, someone. Mm-hmm. So exactly. should people like that only 
look to date in those circles? Well, she did. Yeah, she did. And, yeah. I, and I think it depends on your interests, right? If your interests are that narrow that your life is dominated by waking up in the morning and praying to God and then doing it again in the middle of the day and doing it at night, you know, you don't want to date a, a, I don't know, like a crackhead or something who, who's <laughs> or he's not getting or, up in the morning at all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I guess I guess it just depends on how much your life is dominated by this thing. And, and Red, I'm, I'm not sure about you, but I'd be curious, you know, the extent to which this is something that is is an interest versus like, hey, this is really a big part of my life, and, and somebody has to be fully on board with it. Um, yeah, the the Star Wars thing is a really big part of my life, and it's it's definitely beyond interest. And I joke and say it is an obsession, um, but because it does consume so much of my life as far as the charitable work goes and the things that I do. And you know, yes, I will wear Star Wars pajamas to bed, and there's uh, an ad at in my bedroom. Yes, and you know, it's funny and it's cute. And I would never. It's not like it's you know I would convert a boyfriend over to believing in the Force or anything like that. But there's <laughs> but if you could, but if I could, oh man, that'd be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but there's there's definitely a level of um, I don't necessarily need to date only people who go to cosplay, but definitely someone who understands, hey, this is a really cool thing. And it's not just Star Wars. And I like to throw around lightsabers. It's, you know, it's a whole other movement as far as um, the the people in it, the the work that we do um, and the charity I talk about is the 501st. So it's a charitable organization well, around the world. It, but it's if if I wasn't part of that organization, I probably wouldn't be so active in Star Wars. But I would still want somebody funny. who appreciates that. Sorry, go ahead. So, sorry, sorry, I'm, my phone's cutting in and out, so I'm sorry to cut you guys off. My do- I just want to say my dog's name is Han Solo. And yes. He, he, he came <laughs> with the name, and I've only seen Star Wars once, so I'm like, I'm not oh, a super fan. But then I go through the moment with people when I say his name's Han Solo, and they're expecting me to be like a cause, you know, like in that type of huge fan, because he's got a Chewbacca oh, yeah. collar, and he's got named Oh, see, so now you've added the Chewbacca on. collar, though, so you, you've taken yeah, it to the next step. <laughs> Yeah, it was fitting, so I did take it to the next level. But yeah, I have to explain, like, no, no, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not into like the the show, like the going to San Diego and Comic Con. Like, people all of a sudden kind of categorize me with his name. I know yeah. people get but disappointed by it. Dogs yeah. is what I'm saying. Yeah, and again, I don't necessarily need to date somebody who uh, will go to all those events with me, but someone who just who appreciates like this is what I'm going to be doing on the weekend. So don't expect me to, you know, I'm not going to miss out on a on a huge Comic Con for you know to sit at home and watch a football game because that's just not my thing. Um, but I think the important lesson that w- that we've learned from this conversation for both, uh, you know, Christian's story and from your own experience is that, you know, it, it the more that you can know what it is that you're seeking exactly. in other people, but even more so what you know about yourself. And just just like Christian's ex-girlfriend, she, she didn't know that she was going to get so heavily into it. Um, you know, he pushed her to that level, obviously. <laughs> right over the edge. But no, but that but it, it is really, you, you can't always know exactly what it is that you want. But the, the more clear that you can get, the better chance you have of partnering up with people, whether it be for a night, for a week, for a month, for 20 million years, this having having those things and just owning who you are really helps you in selecting the people that you let into your life. And it helps you present yourself in a better way so that you're not covering up things about yourself. You're going to attract the people who are going to be attracted to you and what it is that you like. Um, I wanted to get right, to... Well, oh, sorry, go on. The same, sorry, I just wanted to add, it's the same thing in just little small conversations. If you ha- hold back from the little things that you do want to say like bantery you know how big i am on banter if yeah. you want to ho- if, if i'm holding back on that the person's not really seeing who i am in our beginning conversations 
And so there's no chance at a future, even if we try, because I didn't reveal who I was from the beginning. So you're just kind of delaying the inevitable if you're not who you are from the start. Right. So we usually have business cards where you just like list the top things about you on there, exchange yes. the cards, and then just say, no, don't do that. No, I'm kidding. Isn't that called like Tinder or Bumper? Right, exactly. <laughs> that is true, actually. That is. Actually, I'm going to ask one question before we go to break because um, it's a question that we get a lot, but I'd love to hear how you guys um, respond to this. It's in the same vein of what we're talking about. When um, guys have things about them, so for example, if they have an STD, or not that I'm, I'm I'm putting these on the same level, but like, or if a guy has a child, or if there if there are things, some people might see it on the same level, right? Exactly. That's <laughs> that's, that's the fear, right? But, so how right. how do guys and when do guys tell the women that they're dating that these are things in their lives? So actually, for those two specifically, the STDs and for. Um, children sure so uh yeah. all, all fingers seem to be pointing to me right now um yeah. <laughs> i think that this is the sort of thing that comes out um on a first date or maybe a second date so you've had a chance to make a good impression you uh, are getting along well and she's gotten a sense for your personality and uh then in the spirit of honesty either you know as a oh, oh. a motorcycle there Kristen. um sorry i'm I'm yeah. a robot, I, I hope it was a motorcycle. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Chris ate some burritos earlier. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think it's, again, one of those things where you've had a chance to make a good first impression. Um, you know, you guys are getting along well and, and, and the vibe is going well. So she's gotten a sense for your personality, but, um, you know, but, but obviously there's so much more that, that is yet to be revealed. And I think if it's an STD, it's certainly before there's any, like, real physical contact, like kissing. I mean, we know that not every STD can be transmitted by, by kissing, but still, it's like, it, it's still... My mom told me otherwise. She said it's every time you kiss. Yeah, yeah, my mom told me <laughs> some interesting to things growing up. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so that's, I think that would be the STD one with, with the kid. I mean, maybe that's something that you put, uh, you know, right out there. I, I've seen, um, you know, people with online dating profiles say something along the lines like, you know, just so you know, I have a child. And I think that's a fair thing to, to bring up. But, um, yeah, you know, after you've gotten a chance to get to know them just a bit, um, gotten a chance to let your personality but shine. But do you think that on a second date, you just say, like, listen, I have herpes? <laughs> yes. I don't yes. know. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if it's second date or first date. A first like, date? I, yeah, I feel really? like. Well, if if you're if things are getting like hot and you're thinking about kissing her, I do think you literally hot. Say that. Yeah. Literally <laughs> hot, yeah. Like burning no. sensation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. No, but no, but I hear what you're saying. If you are like starting to make out and getting to that point where like, yeah, you will yeah. get sexual, then yes, I yeah. I do think that you should share that information. And, and herpes right is something away. that, correct me if I'm wrong, that can be mistaken or that can be um, transmitted with yes. uh, with with kissing. So yeah, I feel like that's the sort of thing that. But if, if you, you have think genital it's herpes, go and, it can't be. Mm. Can it? No, genital stays downstairs. Yeah. Do we have a doctor uh, here? I actually <laughs> do have a degree, yes. Oh, excellent. Oh, there. Excellent. See? There we <laughs> there go. There you go. We got it. All right, we got our answer. Um, but still, I, I still feel like um, if somebody told that to me, even if, like, you know, there's per, uh, reality and there's perception. And I feel like perception of herpes is I can get it by, like, touching you with my pinky finger. And and that's not reality. We, no. we know that. But It's like many AIDS. I feel like herpes is many AIDS. Oh, gosh. In its perception. Uh, um, in its so, perception, yeah. Yes. So, so the point is, um, <laughs> you, you know, yeah, it might not be something that you could get by kissing someone. But if that is their perception, if that is, and, and it's perhaps many people's perceptions, I would imagine, then I feel like it's it's appropriate to share that before you've had any sort of physical contact that might 
freak them out, you know? Like, I, in, in fact, I mean, I know this because a buddy of mine was like about to make out with the girl and she said she had, her, she had herpes and he was like, oh my God, get out of my room. Like he didn't, right. it wasn't, it wasn't forceful, but it was like, ah, uh, no, like I, you know, and she's like, no, no, it's down there. And like, and he's like, no, no, that's okay. So yeah, I just think it's one of those things. The key is like, Put your personality out there first. Let them like you. Let them, fo- you know, uh, fall yeah, in love with you. you just a little yeah. well, bit. The key, the key is to have the key is to have a personality so good that they wouldn't mind getting the herpes from you. Yes, or like, yes, you know what I mean. Like, I agree. Big, yeah. So it's intimidating. Give me your love and like, give me your herpes. My personality kind of sucks. It's a package deal. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> no way. Well, I actually had a client recently that I was working with who asked me this question and I had told him I think I've told this to, I don't know if my husband will be happy about this but my husband doesn't have herpes but he sometimes gets cold sores and we had been dating for like nine months or something never got a cold sore and he went through a really stressful time and he hadn't had a cold sore since um, his father had actually passed away like three years earlier and that was like the last time that he had a cold sore and I loved him at that point. And not that that's when he should tell me about the cold sores, but he hadn't had them while we were together. And um, I remember he was sitting on the couch in his old apartment and I used to be freaked out by cold sores. Like I'd be like, I don't even want to go near you because the same perception. Like I don't want, I don't want these things. I don't even know what they are, but I don't want these cold sores. I know it's, I thought, I thought it was bad. And I remember that um, we, like I went in to kiss him. Hello. He said, Oh no, I have a cold sore right now. And I said, I don't care. And and that for me was me saying like, I, oh, wow. I, yeah. Where I was just like, I, I didn't care at that point because I'm like, I, like I facial love you. Version of stepping out. That's like the facial version of stepping out in front of a truck. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is kind of because like that yeah. was my strong value. I didn't really want that. I never got of any of them. And so I don't have them or anything. But like I, I said to myself, I, I don't care about that. I like want you because I knew him at that time after nine months hopefully I would know him but um I don't know if I agree with on the second date to bring that up but I would say you know you want to make that connection first and it it is a part of you but it's not the whole part of you and the truth is that if you do have unless it's a really big cold sore right exactly (laughs) but if you do if you do have that part about you I would hope you are educated about it and you have the knowledge to explain that information to somebody because you sitting alone can understand that it's not that big a deal. But as you said, perception is very different. So if, if you are dating somebody and you do get closer to being intimate, you can say, listen, I want to tell you this. I've got this, but here, you know, here's a pamphlet on herpes. Basically, yes. you're saying, he, he, here's how to deal with it. It's not that big a deal. Um, many people have sex with herpes and they do not contract it or pass it on to their partners. Here's how to do it safely. Like, you know, do with it as you will. Just exactly. so you know, if you have any questions, like, please ask me. I'm well versed mm-hmm. in this because it's really important to me to keep myself safe and my partner safe. Well, and that's the importance, too, I think, is, is the person with the herpes has to be educated yeah. and be able to educate their partner. And yeah. a lot of people in this generation don't they mm-hmm. don't know that they don't ha- know what you know how it's contracted or when they're contagious or how to have safe sex so they're not relaying that to their partner and for them it's just easier to say well I have it and they're going to get it either way so I won't even tell them right or I'll just say I have herpes and that's the end of the conversation so again the education is so important for the person who has it and the person who might be giving it right you know I love that we've spent so much time talking about herpes and not the child Oh, yeah. Well, I know that's an easy one. I feel like that should be yes. in the first sentence. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I just came from dropping off my son. Like, yes. like that. I think it's so fun. I think it's so funny that herpes and children are in the same conversation of <laughs> a sticky someone, topic. You know? like, but it is. children are, that they're also herpes. You know, they are the herpes. The same thing as herpes. Yeah. 
But that, but the thing is, is that for a lot of people, these are sticky topics. Divorce as well. Like, how yeah. do you bring up the fact that you had a had a divorce? I'm happily divorced. Yes, there you go. But how, so, how do you say that on your dates? Um, I'm well, happily divorced. Before I even meet with a person, I've generally had multiple phone conversations and um, or multiple text conversations or how we've we've met. There's been some vocal interaction before we're sitting down face to face on a technical first date. Uh, but during that first date, you know, I'll say, okay, I like to get all my crazy out. So here are things about me. Let me know what if these are deal breakers. I'm crazy obsessed about Star Wars. I'm big into gaming. I love my dog and he goes everywhere with me. He's my for a child, and I'm I'm a crazy dog mom. I'm proud of that. Um, I was married for ten years, and I'm happily divorced, and we get along great. Um, I have a degree, and these are my political and religious views. Anything deal breaking? Great, let's continue the date. Really? And so, so, oh well, it's all out there because I'm not going to waste my time. I'm I'm busy. I'm getting older. I don't want to waste another ten years with someone that I'm not going to share the rest of my life with. So, right. and what's the typical response? Um, well, at that point, on my first date, I've generally thoroughly vetted the people I've dated or I'm about to date. Either I've met them through friends or I've met them, you know, on an app, but we've had multiple phone conversations. So they already know what's coming. I think it was on, I was on Bumble for about half a second, but that was in my headline, all five of those things. And if someone's going to be contacting me, they already have that out. And I make jokes about letting all my crazy out, but I don't want there to be surprises. I don't want to get six months in or a year in and realize, oh, you have a kid or, oh, you're a Scientologist or right. any of this stuff. So, yeah, I let it all out. And generally the person, I've actually never had someone go, oh, I'm out. I right. think I'd much rather date someone with a child than a Scientologist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That would laughs> Me too. I am curious, though. Um, so I remember, do you guys know Triumph, the insult dog? Yes. Um, no. have, yeah. you seen the, have you seen the Triumph skit where he goes to the Star Wars season, uh, episode one premiere? No. Oh, my God. So, so Triumph is a character on Conan. He's this little dog that goes around insulting people. He's a puppet. Yeah, okay. a puppet. And he, uh, it's, a, it's a dog puppet. Thank you. And uh, he, Not a real talking dog. Yeah. Or he'd be lying. Amazing. That, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody would know about Triumph. Um, so he goes to a Star Wars premiere. It was episode one, I think, you know, which the the very, not like episode four, but, mm-hmm. but yes. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. And um, so he's just insulting all these Star Wars people. And, and um, I remember one of the things he uh, he says to the one of the women is, you have your variable pick of men who have no idea how to please you. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, like, what your experience has been in, in that community. Um, you know, what are the guys like in that world? Because I would imagine that's, um, you know, sort of a close-knit uh, community of people who, who maybe know each other, but at least they all share, if not, um, you know, the religion of George Lucas, then, as you said, the obsession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, have you... I'm, I'm fascinated. Like, what are the guys like who are as passionate about Star Wars as, as you are? Well, there is that stigma that, you know, anyone who's obsessed as much as I am with Star Wars or gaming or Marvel comic books, that they live in the basement with their parents. And, you know, they are basically Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. And they have, you know, covered in body hair and they eat macaroni and cheese microwavable dinners. That's I mean it's such, right? such an incredible Sign description. Me up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. Um, but that's not it. I mean the the last couple of men I went out with, one was a biochemist and he wow. loves Star Wars. Um, another one um, you know works at JPL and he's brilliant and loves Star Wars. Um, they, they run the gamut, just like I. I have a degree. Uh, I'm a biologist, and I'm also a makeup artist, and I'm also a nerd. So, um, the best type you know, of I makeup find... artist, a biologist. Yes. <laughs> um, but a lot of the men um, and women in this scene are multifaceted, like that. So, yes, there are the Smeagles that do live in the basements that uh, we generally, you know, we're friendly with, but you don't want to date them or bring them home to meet parents. And then there's 
there's a lot of people who've just slightly dipped their toe into it. They see, oh, now there's you know seven movies, an eighth one's coming out. Star Wars is kind of cool. Marvel's kind of cool. Okay, I might wear a Star Plus Wars. Comic Con is so mainstream, you know? and it's and it is. I mean, exactly, it's mainstream. It's you know the whole crew from The Walking Dead's there. All yeah. the Marvel comic books are there. Now. I mean, everything. So it's. Now that nerddom is a little bit more mainstream and kind of, it's cool to be a nerd. Yeah. When I was a kid, it wasn't cool. Yes, it's, um, it is a trend right now. It's, it's a huge hot. trend. So there's a lot more people jumping into the nerd pool. So there's a larger pool to, to pick Which from. is fantastic. Yes. So it's not all Smeagles. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious. What I'm curious about is the guys who are as, you know, and, and, and I wasn't under the mistaken impression that they're all, uh, you know, all basement dwellers. Well, I was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. You know, I, I, I'm curious, though, like the ones who are really deep into it, um, you know, have you found that that there is a separation of, of, you know, hey, I can I can like go out into the world and, you know, do my microbiology job or what have you? And or, you know, are there people who you here's my question. Are there people who you date who you've dated who are so deep into it that it's like. It kind of... They don't know how to socially interact with the rest of the world. Yeah. I know those people. Okay. I've chosen not to date them sure. because of that. Sure. Yeah, you seem so But so, but so do I. Uh, those people are not into yeah. social. Yeah. Kind of normal. Yeah. yeah. But that happens in every category of, of, of individuals. Let's say in finance or in... There's a lot of yeah, people right, who are right, very right. much yep. on, you know, that sphere, I guess I'll call it, where they're single focused and they're very immersed mm-hmm. in whatever their world is. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who are doctors or mm-hmm. IT specialists. Mm-hmm. Like that's where their brain goes. I talked to this one... Um, client recently, and I, I felt really not sad for him, but it was. I talked to him. He was very monotone on the phone, and he said the only things that I'm interested in are IT, um, this one band that I really like. Like it was very limiting on what he was saying, and it, and he was he was just saying I'm, I'm not an interesting person. I'm a very boring person, and I don't know how to. Be interested. So nor do I. Dweller. Yeah, but he's like, nor do I have the drive to be. Yes, but and, I know that I want to interact with more people. And, and this is where a person. So, so you know, to Kristen's earlier point about like, hey, should you know what should I put out there, and and how how much should I be honest about my interests? I mean, yes, it's great to know yourself and to know your boundaries, know what you'll accept and and, and won't, and know what's important to you. But I think. Uh, some people, and, and certainly nobody in this room, but some people unnecessarily limit themselves. And I, when I meet these guys, I'm like, just go fucking live your life a little bit more. Like, expand your interests. Like, find some new things. Yeah. Like, and don't be so like close minded mm-hmm. ab- about the world. So, you know, people like that. I don't want to say I have no sympathy for them, but I'm like, I'm like, you're not making this easier on yourself. And if your outcome is is X, you know, you have to take the steps to get there. Actually, I do want to ask you a question then Uh-oh. before we go to sure. break. What are three books that you would recommend that people read about social interaction um, mm. and about how to integrate with the rest of the world, like best practices for engaging with the rest of the mm. world? I think like, you probably read great books. Yeah. And then also what are three things for people to toy with, experiment with, like areas or hobbies that could – open them up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So uh, can we table the book discussion? Because yeah. I, I want to just think about that one. Okay, then let's take a break right okay. now because I want you to, th- I want second, you to give the good second part of that. The second part of it I can give right now. It's just the books I want to think about. Okay, well, let's take a break for okay, both good. and we'll be back right after this. Perfect. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of 
the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. All right, we are back. And Christian, I, hey, do you have your answers? Do I you have, have enough yeah, time to I have think a couple. about it? I have a couple. Well, we have, were having a fascinating conversation while we were going on about skin. It is. Um, it, it is. Um, but I, I tried to think about it. So, so two books that definitely stand out to me are How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like that one's just the classic. That is um, the Bible. It's, it's pretty much For the social Bible. interactions. Yeah. Um, another one that I love is Nick Sparks, As You Are. So you know Nick and I worked together for years. Um, he, he put a lot of time into this book. I think it's like two or three bucks on Amazon, and it's amazing. So it's Nick Sparks, As You Are. Not to be confused with the Nicholas Sparks, author yes. of The Notebook fame, but we're talking about But you should uh, read that book, too. Oh, gosh. I saw the movie. That was enough. If you're a bird, you I'm a bird, You should watch that Marty. movie, too. If you're a bird, I'm a bird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and number three, I'm going to leave as kind of an open one. I know, Marnie, you have an amazing book. Um, I don't have any amazing books right now. <laughs> it, it, no, you have, you have one on Amazon. Oh, thank you. Yeah, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, yes, yeah. they should read my yes, book. Yes, I think they for should. From a female perspective. I think they should. So those would be my three just off the top of my head. And three, you said three things that a guy should do to broaden his horizons, mm-hmm. as it were. Okay, so... Um, so I just dip their toes in. Dip their toes in. Well, I would say... Um, I would say picking up, certainly traveling, right? Just getting the fuck out of the house and going somewhere that scares you exactly like Red is doing, or it not scares you even necessarily, just somewhere oh, that you've always me. wanted to go. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, That's just, interesting. Just some, somewhere that you've always wanted to go and give yourself permission to do it. And, you know, a lot of guys, when they buy our courses, and, and by the way, we don't have books, right? We just have a bunch of online courses, maybe books soon. Um, you know, that's a big message is like, use this as an opportunity to do things that you've never uh, they've always been afraid to do and, and you know go do them. So that would be number one. Number two, I would say try to find a hobby that has some sort of um, value production associated with it. So what, what do I mean by that? Well, when you're watching TV or movies or video games, you're sort of consuming value that other people have created versus um, you know, when you're producing music or when you are, you know, producing art or writing. Or building something with your hands. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, go ghost and do some pottery. Um, like any of that. Um, I, I like, I love that idea. Yeah, and, and, and so, you know, in, in my life, um, I learned DJing when I was living back in New York. And, and it was really fun to do. I would like smoke some weed. I'd, you know, listen to music and I would mix it together. And then I started getting shows and I met a lot of women through those shows. That was fantastic. Now I'm into, I don't know if you've seen my photography, but I've like no. really, oh gosh, it's. People tell me it's good. That's I, I won't brag. He was about to brag. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's really fucking. It, good. it is really <laughs> fucking good. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really good. Where uh, where can we find your photography? Uh, it's on my Instagram. It's uh, at Jonathan Christian Hudson. And um, and thank you for asking, Kristen. Uh, but yeah, so wow. it's like it's uh, and it's something I love. And and I've been telling my my guys lately. I'm like, look, like I don't um, shoot a lot of women because um, I think if I did, it it might imperil my relationship. Uh, um, but if but so I mostly shoot landscapes right now, but I do shoot Marina, uh, my, my fiance, and uh, and I've loved you know learning the art of lighting and, and and just making her look really beautiful. And goddamn, if I was a guy like, and I had you know fifteen hundred bucks sitting around or even less, I would get a nice camera, I'd get a fifty millimeter lens uh, with a short aperture for those listening who really care and want to follow right. through on this. And I would learn how to fucking shoot women because like that's there's sounded, a lot of guys on the show awful. who want to shoot women. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that Trust sounded me. awful, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like you know. And it's not hard to learn. There's courses online about this for a couple hundred bucks or less. But and, what if uh, you're a guy who says nothing else interests me? I have no interest, well, oh, or that doesn't fuck, interest I mean, me. I'm sorry. Fuck that. Like why? Like why are you waking up in the morning? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, I just I, I, I agree just with you. Don't get that, and and I can't sympathize. And my answer is going to be if a big fucking slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Like no. if you're not in, into anything, really be into nothing. Like if you're not into <laughs> something, make nothing your thing. Like know everything about couches. 
know everything about blankets, know everything about like snack food. Like, I agree. Be good at nothing. <laughs> I, I, mean? I agree with that. <laughs> that sounds like a person who just spends all their time on Amazon reviewing. Be like, really into through, Amazon. Going through, going through like product reviews, like which toaster is the best one? I would love that person. Right. If I could be list really something and they'd say, well, whatever well Dan 47 said this. <laughs> what did he say, Kristen? No, I just said be really into whatever you're boring people with. Like yeah. if you're into it, just be super into it. And then it's more interesting, even I, if it's boring. I completely agree. Well, I, you know, I was talking about this. I, I can't remember with whom, but it's talking about like, Passion is um, like pa- people say find your passion, and I would say um, find the passion inside of you first for life before you find the passion, the, the thing that you are passionate about. How do you life. do that if it's not naturally in you? Um, it's, that's how, that's a good question. Let me think about that one. I don't know how to answer that well, one because well, I have that in me. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, I, I'm going to have to think about that one. I am. Yeah, now I feel stuck. No, I feel but that's like, okay. I feel like an asshole for bringing it up. <laughs> no, but that's okay because that, but even just asking yourself that question, I think may stir some some things. Yeah, inside and, of and you. I think I think part of it is is just kind of re re uh, assessing the way that you approach the world. So I, I start to approach the world of like, okay, like what can I get good at? What can I challenge myself with? And the moment that you start stepping into life as this oppor- like as an opportunity, as a gift, as a um, place to learn things, to do things, all that, and, and not a, a place that's constantly pressing down upon you and, and, and trying to hurt you. So this really a shift of worldview, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, growing up, I think you know this, I had really bad social anxiety. I was really depressed for, yeah. uh, you know, first 20 years or so of my life. And and things just started to change where I started to become very thankful for what I had and, and, and love what I had and, you know, and, and really start producing stuff, right? So start producing music or, or what have you. And, and now all of a sudden you become addicted to the output and, and uh, you know, here we are sitting in the studio and you're, you know, you've got this amazing podcast that you're putting out in the world. Thank you. So, I, well, thank you for having us. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a half-assed answer, but I, I feel like it starts with a shift in your worldview, which is just gratitude for being alive and, you know, i being able to wake up every day and, and have this gift as life and you know how can I how can I really hold on to that and run with it and, and make the most of it yeah. well I, I will say I, I had a very similar challenge where I was like I don't know what I like I don't know what my hobbies are like I, I'm, I'm jealous of having the, a strong passion like red like I, I, I love that you love something so <laughs> much and you consume yourself with it I think that's absolutely amazing thank you um, but I also think that you don't know until you try right so you know like you said earlier go out and try traveling or you know if you don't know you've never done kayaking before go kayaking you might hate it you might love it and there's a new passion or rock yeah. climbing and I, I, I will say should be outside oh, yeah Sorry. no I agree with you on that I will say if you do want not I'm not trying to plug this at all I do not get compensated for telling you to go to this website but for ideas of like interesting things to do go to Groupon every time I go on to Groupon <laughs> I see something where I'm like that's kind of interesting or that's weird and then if I have any sort of reaction to what I see it kind of means that I should do it at a discount yeah. it's, it's not it's not a horrible you're, it's like a little investment as well to do these things so I would say if you want like just some things to spark ideas mm-hmm. go on there or I'm sure there's there's like other websites like findyourpassion.com I'm sure there's those websites that are out there that can help guide you Somebody along just bought that. right exactly yep. that can help guide <laughs> you along that way because I think sometimes sitting you know in a room trying to figure out what it is that you love is really challenging sometimes a visual can help you or a video can help you or watching somebody yeah, else no, it, talk it, about it and, it and along the lines of what you just said right i mean I, I saw i really got into mountain climbing last year and it was a result of climbing this volcano in indonesia that was just a random like we were there we were like ah why the fuck not let's just do it and 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 then we get to the top and i'm like all right 
I'm climbing Everest after this. Oh my god! I'm, I'm not going to climb Everest. Probably not. not <laughs> so right you're now. a quitter. That's what you're uh, doing as well. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just a gradual winner. Uh, god, oh, I like uh, it. And, and but it, that's, it, it, I it's introduced a few steps, you. A few steps to to get to Everest, Marty. Yeah, but I introduced you as somebody. You are, you are, every time that I'm, I see you, you are always trying something new, hmm. which I think is wonderful. Interesting. I, I hope uh, I hope I eventually succeed at one of those things. <laughs> well, you are. You're succeeding yeah, at all of them yeah, because yeah. you're doing them. That yeah. that it doesn't matter. Like I don't even know what you would define as success, but yeah, you're, you're sure. doing them and sure. you're enjoying them. Yeah. Well, and that's the key point. So I would I would define success as enjoying what you're doing. And yeah. uh, you know this has been a really I don't know if you guys deal with this, but but my male ego gets really stuck up in having to be the best. At my what male I ego do. gets stuck in that too. Oh yeah. Um, and and I've recently been giving a lot of thought to like okay like take a little pressure off and just enjoy life and enjoy the things that you're doing a little bit more than trying to be at the absolute pinnacle of them and stop comparing yourself to others who are at the pinnacle and just, you know, take the enjoyment out of it that you can. And I think, I don't know about you guys, certainly, you know, myself and every guy I talk to about this, they're like, yeah, that's the fucking hardest thing in the world to do. How do you remind yourself to do that? Uh, I, I'm still working on it. Just think about it and, you know, that's... Yeah, and Marina, when she sees me getting stressed, she sees my like eyebrows furrowing, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Okay, come on, like just." just See, you, my husband's really it. good at that. I, I, yeah. Like, people, he, well, he's forty-five, so I don't know if it it, it comes with age. I have no idea. Um, but when I do get into that space, and I don't get into it as often as I used to, because I think with his coaching and his guidance, whatever you want to call it, um, I think I'm able to like not let it inflate to that level anymore. Um, He's really good at that. He's this is one thing I love about my husband is that he is one to enjoy life to the fullest yeah, that's nice. every single time. Um and and I really admire that about him, but he is really good at waking up in the morning and and literally like reminding himself verbally and then also he has notes in his computer to remind him to do certain things. So like even like check your ego or some something like that. And he, he can still get caught up in those moments, but just that daily reminder mm-hmm. helps him keep it at bay. I, 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 I got like an idea for an app, just like occasional little reminders. Don't say it on here. People are going to steal remi- that shit. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. No, I'm just going to Some, Somebody should. Uh, little reminders every now and then that are just like that, like fortune cookies uh, yeah. that just get pushed out to you randomly. Like, don't be an asshole. <laughs> don't be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if you're like in the middle of being an asshole to someone and your phone just binged you and was like, yeah. don't be an asshole. Right and now. you're like, thank okay. you, Siri. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank okay. you, Siri. Okay. <laughs> I apologize for my... Yeah, exactly. It, she should start saying yeah. it because there's a lot of assholes out there. Um, I want to ask one question from our listeners and we still have Kristen on the phone. I'm going to ask a short one. How do you recover if you've made a bad first impression with your approach or with a line um, how do you recover from that? So if we're talking screwed up. Yeah, so we're talking in a um, like the first time you meet them, not first date or anything like that. You said. Well, let's just say like let's like how do you? Well, I have an I have a specific example. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay, so remember I mentioned I was ghosted, ghosting guy. Yes. Well, he. I think did I mention on the air that he apologized? I think I did. Yeah, and then he was like heavily depressed. Do you remember that? That's why he goes to you? Yes. 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 Well, he, I felt like he sincerely apologized from ghosting me. And I don't know if I don't have enough self-respect, but I (laughs) bought it. And now we're communicating like every day. Really? And he stood me up. Yeah. And this is from literally being stood up the night we were supposed to have a date and then never hearing from him for like two or three more weeks after that. And I forgave him because... I felt the apology was sincere and I could relate to the apology because, you know, he struggles with depression and I do as well. 
And so I kind of got it. So I think you have to get on the same page as the person that you may be a poor impression with. And I think the problem is, though, you had to be likable before that. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, there has to you be a lot of history beforehand. Right, because then you're yeah, just exactly. that thing that's, yeah. been, that's been done or said. And a genuine yeah, let me, apology. Let, let me throw this over to Red. I'd love to answer it. And Kristen, that was, that was great and insightful. I'd love to answer this for the context of the bar environment. But yeah. I'm just curious for you, Red, if there's like been a guy who's, you know, in whatever context, whether it's first, first impression or first date, like kind of screwed things up. And then, you know, he managed to turn things around with you. Oh, absolutely. Um, my ex-husband. Um, the first several times we hung out were at a bar and he was a little drunk and, you know, let's meet at a bar and he's an hour late. And I was young and dumb. And so, um, you know, a genuine apology came from him and we managed to work things out and kind of get over whatever his he had some issues too socially, social anxiety, didn't want to go to a bar, all that. Um, but we worked things out and we actually did have I mean, we were great together for 10 years. So yeah. Um, I think that it's important, one, to have a history beforehand because if you're meeting someone for the first time and there hasn't been that back and forth or any kind of communication and they blow you off or they, you know, do a royal fuck up, it's hard to come back from that if there's not that kind of foundation there. Yeah. But also a genuine apology, not just a, yeah, oh, I think I a genuine apology arm. goes a long with, way. With substance behind yes, it. Yes, there, like, you know, there has to be a good reason, not, oh, some other hot chick called me or I slept through my alarm. Like a, a real genuine apology of I'm struggling with depression. I didn't want to leave my house or I, you know, I got in a car accident that is a, a, a legitimate thing yeah but just a you weren't worth it or i changed my mind or i overslept it that's not that's a half-ass yeah excuse. and that's not worth my time i want to hear about and it depends it depends on what the um the screw up was because right. i remember in high school obviously this was i was very very young but this kid i went out with um left a dollar tip after we went out to eat and i already knew that tipping at that point was important so he left a dollar tip which was disgusting and then um he tailgated old people on the way home and flipped them off. Oh, and it was like deal breaker. Any like you could apologize till the cows come home. That one's not not. That's when your asshole app comes on and says, "Yeah, yeah. you are being an don't asshole. tailgate old people." Yeah, exactly. That's horrible. <laughs> I'm build this app. Yeah, just push <laughs> notifications yeah. of like funny things. That would be hilarious. Would but be I want to I want to hear uh, from a bar angle of like for the real yeah, first approaches right, right. and first real impressions. first approaches. Um, so. Uh, so so I'll, I'll invert this and I'll say that there is no recovery unless you're the sort of person who doesn't care about the response you're getting to begin with. Oh, so if you so so if if you're a person who has not kind of crossed this chasm of like I'm happy with myself, I'm confident with my my chat or my game or whatever. Um, if you're still approaching women of like a, oh my god, I hope she likes me, and then you screw up. Um, now you're in a you know situation where you've got to kind of apologize or any of that. And the context of the bar is. People are there to have fucking fun. Like they don't want to go out and get into heavy conversations. Believe me, I tried when I was younger. Talk about like economics. Girls generally do not want to talk about <laughs> yeah. economics at the, <laughs> at the college bar. Um, and and so so the moment that you go into that conversation and and you screwed up and you make it heavy by apologizing or anything like that, like now you're digging yourself further yeah. into a hole and and you're just ruining the vibe that like you've already you know, put a dent into. Um, so, so really the inversion of this is, you know, Hey, when you approach a woman, whether you are, you know, whether you say something funny or not, 
um, or, or whether you screw it up or not. If you're not looking for that response, if you're just enjoying yourself and having fun not with your buddies, um, you know, if she doesn't take what you say the right way, then, you know, maybe she doesn't. You just walk off like, hey, sorry, you know, that was I was doing my best, but uh, I guess it wasn't good enough for you because, you know, I, I need some work to do. Like, you know, and just like kind of almost make fun of yourself. And that, as I said that, it sounds like I was putting her down. But if you saw my body language, I'd be like, I'd be smiling at myself. And yeah. Like, okay, I got, I got some work to do here. Like something like that. Um, along those lines, uh, we used to do, so we used to do boot camps and we would do what we would call bombing openers. So the bombing openers, you'd approach a woman in the bar and you'd say something that was meant to get you rejected. So uh, oh, like my that. line was always, um, you know, nice Hey guys, hey, uh, no, <laughs> no, well, it couldn't be offensive or misogynistic. Okay. It had to be something that like was that. just Thank gross. You. Yeah. So thanks. Um, so my line was always, Hey guys, uh, listen, my, my girlfriend's out of town tonight and I, I wasn't dating one another. It was like, my girlfriend's out of town tonight and you both are really attractive. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever done something like this before, but if you'd be into a threesome, I'd, I'd love to give it a go. And really, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and so, and so you just kind of, and the, the goal of the game was like to say something funny like that and just to try to stay in the conversation for as long as possible and like recover from the fact that like you that. said something really dumb. And what I learned doing that was that um, if I went in with a really, like with a smile in my eyes and I was having fun and I was just being goofy, generally women who weren't too self-serious would, would respond really well to it. Every now and then you'd get somebody who's like, that's fucking offensive. You know, what, what are you doing here? But, well, that's not uh, someone you'd want to be with anyway. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so that was a good one. And recently, um, one of the guys on my team went out. You guys love this. We, we picked some of Donald Trump's worst tweets and we sent him out and we had oh, him use those as pickup lines uh to to talk to women like um what was one of them it was like um it was like i don't know about you but i believe but like we must no i don't like the term mass imp- mass deportation but we must uh, uh i don't like the term mass deportation but we must enforce the laws of the land and this girl's just looking at him like, what the <laughs> hell are you talking about, man? But, but I watched that video and you? I like, yeah. It was, it was funny. You sent it to me. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was, it was funny. It was just goofy. And, and, and again, he was, he was just having fun with himself and he was like smiling about it at the time. So to go back to this answer, it's, you know, it all starts with your attitude before you even approach them. Yeah. And if it's, if it's good, if you're having fun, if you're there with your boys and it's just all about, hey, we're, you know, we're out to have a good time tonight. And you say something stupid because Lord knows I've said so many dumb things to women. But, but sometimes you don't even know that could, it's dumb. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you look at the response and you're like, oh, yeah. my God, did, did I just say something? That, like, was, was that awful? And, yeah. See, and now you're getting it now with music trying to trail you out. <laughs> anyway, we've got Christian Hudson. Please tell people how to get in contact with you and find um, out more about your company. Yeah, I guess the socialman.com or that's probably a good place to start. Perfect. Thank you. And uh, Jonathan Christian, Christian Hudson. What? Sorry, I, Christian, I just really want to stick in a stupid joke that's unnecessary to kill the flow of this ending. Please. That's why the girl wanted to date you, because that was your name, Christian. Uh, oh, exactly. Uh, She's like, this is a message really from God. <laughs> and then we have, I only stayed on the phone to say that. <laughs> we have Red Dodge, who is a makeup yes. artist, a biologist, and a huge Star Wars fan. Do you want to talk about um, maybe that charity you were talking about? Oh, People yeah. want to support it's, it? It's called the 501st Legion, and um, you can definitely join. You can always support it. It's 60,000 members strong all around the world, wow. and we cosplay as all the uh, bad guys of Star Wars, so all of Vader's fist, essentially. And we go to kids' hospitals and visit them on Halloween, or we take them out. We go to blood drives. We troop in breast cancer awareness. Oh my God. Rides. 
and we bring You're in. You're outputting. Uh, yeah, uh, I think we did fifteen million dollars last year. Oh my god! Just bringing in to raise to raise money for these charities, and we do it. We, we you know all charitable work, so we're not getting paid for it. Um, oh my god! The force just, is definitely yes. with you. Thank so you for we, being so on the show. So, yeah, thank you. So definitely thank you so go much check for out. Having me. Yeah, of course, and go check out that charity. And then we have Kristen Carney on the phone, we all the way from out. New Hampshire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, real uh, New England over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So go to connectal.com slash podcast. Get extra podcasts and tons of free goodies. Not free goodies. You're paying three ninety nine a month, but that's nothing. <laughs> Cheap goodies. But go to askwomen.com or connectal.com slash podcast. People have heard it before on the show, so that's where they will go to. But thank you for calling into the show. Go back and enjoy your family. (laughs) You guys are awesome. Uh, We'll see you next week. Hey, you. This is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Woman podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because.